Hello everyone, welcome to Van Life and Chill. I'm your host, Forrest Stevens, and today I'm talking with Daryl from Van City Adventure. And today's episode's a little different. This isn't about a full-time van dweller. Uh, Daryl has a truck that he uses for off-roading and for getting out into deep nature with his son. And we talk about sort of the importance of that nature and the importance of the things that he is learning out there and that his son is learning by going on these adventures. I don't want to tell you guys too much about what's in this episode. It's a shorter one, so let's just jump into it. And here it is. I'm Daryl with Van City Adventure, and we are an adventure and off-road channel on YouTube. What is your experience living in uh, vehicles, and, and sort of what does your adventures look like? Living in a vehicle, we are we have a truck top tent. Um, but for us, it's and when I say us, I mean my pug and my son and I, um, we do it on the weekends because I work during the week. So uh, it's something that's fun and adventurous for us. And what is your rig like? Um, I have a 2007 Dodge Ram uh, 1500. Um, I've got, um, you know, I've done a lot to it. I'm probably going to be lifting it next uh, to give my back end a bit more support, probably throw some airbags in it. Because uh, when I put the rack and the tent on from Doghouse, um, my whole back end kind of has sunk with the new bumper and all. So I got to beef that up a little. Um, but I love the adventures in our truck. We can get a lot of places that a lot of people can't. Okay. And you use a rooftop tent. Is that where you primarily sleep then in that or? Yeah. So we open up the tent. We've got an awning that goes around. It covers, you know, two sides. The tent covers a third side. Um, so we're covered. So if it rains or whatever, it's, it's fun. And so what is your kitchen set up like then? What do you do for cooking when you're adventuring? I'm still working on that part. Um, what I'm looking at doing down the road is having two pull-out drawers. One pull-out drawer will have the sink, the sto um, stove, um, some storage, and then the cooler. And the other side will be more food, clothing and stuff. But right now it's just um, pulling out the stove and I've got containers and stuff like that that we use. So Interesting. Okay, so you mentioned being able to kind of get out a little bit further with with a truck as opposed to, you know, a lot of people I talk to, it's a van, right? So so talk to me a little bit about the importance of that, being able to go further. And, and what does that actually look like? Where do you typically go on these adventures? Uh, we're up in, of course, we're in Vancouver, um, British Columbia, Canada. So we've got a lot of mountains here. And for us, hitting these back roads, getting off the FSR trails and just getting way out there, it just kind of brings you a bit of solitude and a bit of peace. Um, where if you stay on the most of the normal roads and stuff like that, there's a lot of people, a lot of partying. Um, so for us, getting out more into nature is a lot more uh, relaxing. Interesting. Okay, so that's, I guess, part of the reason that you're doing this. Uh, what are some of the What are some of the reasons that you're that you want to get out and, and into nature? I've I've grown up, you know, as a kid, we camped all the time. We traveled. Um, my parents would pack us up into the trailer, and off we would go for spring break, Christmas, summer vacations, and whether it was going to Arizona or across Canada or across the U.S., uh, we've always traveled. Um, more into my teens, we started off-roading more and adventuring more. And then, of course, I kind of got away from it for a while. And when 
um, the pandemic hit, um, it really hit my company because the clients that we had, because I have a construction company, um, they lost their jobs. So that put me at the point that, you know, what do I do? I laid off all my guys. I'm the type of person that works, you know, 12, 14, 16 hour days. Now I'm working one, two, maybe three hours a week. So my mind's just like stressed. And I mean, these guys owe me a ton of money and I needed somewhere to put my stress to do something. And that's when we hate, we started to do more of the adventure side of things. Interesting. Okay. So what are some of the uh, memorable experiences that you've had then out on the road? Uh, maybe some stories or some experiences that you've had. Wow. There's been so many. Um, you know, we've come across ghost towns. Um, I mean, we're walking to it. Uh, I'm with Tasha and Kate and my son. And, you know, without alarming them, I pulled them back because there was a bear probably about 20 feet ahead of us. So once I had them close to me, then I could say, okay, get my camera out and start filming. It's like, okay, there's a bear. Uh, and it was fairly young, but usually with a young bear, you got to watch out for the mother. So that was one. Um, going to Tofino and uh, doing the hike over to see the old plane crash. Um, you know, up near Whistler's, finding the train wreck. Uh, things like that that are just... What I've found is that these are things that my son will go to school and start talking about. And then I get a phone call or an email from parents going, okay, where is this place? <laughs> and so you sit there and tell them. And we've, we've seen a lot of that. Uh, people just wanting to explore new places. Um, and we've already been there. So we can kind of tell them, you know, is it an easy path? Is it a hard path? You know, you're in a wheelchair. This isn't something that you could do. This one, yeah, you could do. Um, so it's been, it's been actually really neat in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's, it seems like you've been able to sort of inspire, um, and also just kind of pass that that value down to your son of of getting out there and seeing new things as well. Well, I think that the thing nowadays is, and I, I still see it with my son though. I mean, you see him like he'll be sitting there on his phone. Or he'll be on his iPad or he'll be watching The Simpsons, whatever it might be. I mean, he's an active boy. I mean, you know, Mondays, uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, he's in Taekwondo. Um, Saturdays, he does his acting classes. So, I mean, he's active, um, but it's getting him away from more of the, the social media side of things and getting him more into nature, um, teaching him things, teaching him, you know, how to build a fire, teaching him, whether it's working on the truck, I have him help me. Um, even on the construction site, um, I'll have him come on a day off and you know what, he'll help. Doing trade shows, he comes and helps. So I'm trying to teach him a lot of the things that, you know, he can grow up and they can be useful things for him as a man. Because I mean, I know a lot of people that they don't hold any skills. They don't know how to change a light bulb. And I'm just looking at that going, okay, I don't want that to be my son. Yeah, understandably, for sure. I, yeah, exactly. Um, quick little interruption from today's podcast. If you live in a van or have a van and want to get yourself featured on different media, 
There is an email address in the description and we are looking to do van tours, van podcasts, and all sorts of different stuff. Uh, if you want to collaborate with us, uh, just reach out to us. We have uh, filmmakers all around the world that we are working with uh, through different media and we want to feature you if you live in a van or have a van. So do you remember at all what your first sort of inspiration uh, or sort of the first uh, time that you thought about pursuing this type of lifestyle of being able to sort of get away uh, specifically in a vehicle? We always like to, we've always liked to go and, you know, off road through Harrison, Hot Springs, some of the back roads like that. Um, but taking it to the next level of like YouTubing and stuff like that was kind of inspired by a friend of mine. Um, I think it was in 2019. Uh, I mean, I've had a YouTube channel for my construction company since 2013. Most of it's been media coverage and stuff that we've built and things like that. Um, we were doing a Christmas, uh, yeah, we were doing a Christmas parade. And so I reached out to an old friend of mine who was a DJ and I'm like, you know, dude, I need some music. He's like, you know, I'm not DJing anymore. I'm into van life on YouTube. I'm like, what? He's like, you know what? Let's sit down and talk. So I met up with Chrome and uh, we sat down and talked and he was telling me all these stories. He's like, you know what? You should do this. You should do this. Really? It's a lot of fun. And I'm going, I'm not that kind of person. I'm an introvert. You're the extrovert. You always have been. Um, and so I had one of my guys tell me the same thing. He's like, you know what? Let's do a YouTube channel. Let's, let's work on this. So I grabbed the camera. This is still for construction stuff and started filming, but I was filming everybody else, not myself. And they're like, no, no, you have to film yourself. This is about you. I'm going, yeah, but I'm not that kind of person. I'd rather be behind the camera. And that was kind of the taste of it. And then I filmed a video on one of our adventures and um, I think it was just at the start of everything that was going on. And that video right away got like 21,000 hits. I'm going, wait a second, there's something here. So I started doing these videos, but on my other channel. <laughs> and that's when Chrome's like, no, dude, you're going to confuse people. He's like, you got to separate this. So then that's what I did. I ended up separating it. Tasha, the pug, got her own channel. Van City Adventure got its own channel. And then Ridgewater kept its channel. So that's kind of how it kind of spread out that way. Interesting. And so what is some of your motivation to actually posting these adventures that you're going on on social media and on YouTube? I love the fact of getting out there and sharing you know, this beautiful province, this beautiful country that we live in. Um, I went to school in the States, my grade nine and 10 year, and it was only in Seattle. And no offense to our American friends and stuff like that. But being there, I got the question asked so many times, do you live in an igloo? How much snow do you have? And I'm going, guys, I live two hours north. It's the same weather as here. I finally got to the point that, yeah, it's like, you know, yeah, I live in a two-story igloo. I have 
um, Huskies pulling my Ferrari. Like, come on. So for me, it was more about showing people what this beautiful province has, um, what the people are like, what the country is like, what we have. And it's inspired a lot of people to want to come visit, to see some of these things that we've been sharing. And I think that's really special. And I think that's some of the motivation too, is just, you know, sharing just this beautiful place that we are. Plus I've been, ended up having a lot of fun out of it. It's become a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. So I'm curious, what kind of uh, areas do you end up parking at overnight? We, we're, we're at campsites, uh, but sometimes we're off in the woods. Um, you know, we'll go, we'll go down a trail and find a nice little area that's by a creek or river or whatever it is set up. And it's just hearing that water roaring by you, not hearing, you know, a train going by or a honking of horns or whatever it might be. It's just that pure nature. It's just so calming. And that's what I love. I'm curious to hear a little bit about sort of the uh, comfortability level that you're able to deal with, uh, with camping. I mean, maybe just talk to me, uh, about your perspective and maybe a little bit about your son's perspective too. But, um, what is it like, you know, going with a little bit less for that weekend? And is there some sort of benefit to, to living a little uncomfortably for a little while? I don't know if it's more uncomfortable. I mean, the, the mattress and stuff that we have is comfortable. My problem is I've got a bad back from a car accident many years ago. So I do have an inflatable that I put underneath my back in order to get that comfort. Otherwise, I will just toss and turn. Um, so, I mean, there is that. Um, but, I mean, my son loves it. I mean, he doesn't find anything uncomfortable about it. The only thing he doesn't like is getting up late when it's dark at night to go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, he, he asked me if there was a way that we could install a urinal in the tent. <laughs> um. I just started chuckling. I was like, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think those are kind of the only things that are kind of the uncomfortable parts. Um, the rest is just, you know, you make it what it is, right? You know that, yeah, you're going back to sticks and bricks. You're going back to work. Um, so enjoy this couple days that you're out. Right. It's more of a getaway a little bit. It is. It is. Um, it helps me refresh, get all those stresses away, and then back to work so I can get all stressed again, and then off we go again. So in what ways has it sort of benefited you being able to get away like this? Uh, I mean, you just mentioned that right there, being able to sort of de-stress. Uh, what are some of the other benefits that you found? Um, I found, um, you know, it, it's helped calm me down. Um. I tend to stress a lot. Um, I've had anxiety before. Um, so I know when I'm getting to that point. So for me to get out and just relax and unwind and just not have all that pressure from work and not being able to have a phone connection and nobody can get a hold of me uh, actually works out to a benefit. Um, it's just something that, you know, it really helps ground me. And, you know, that's kind of why I started this. And it's kind of why I'm keeping going with this is because it helps ground me. Um, plus, I've really started to 
enjoy the hobby of fixing the truck up and doing all these things and um, pissing my wife off when I'm doing all this stuff. Is it a DIY process for you, the, the kind of the build out? Some of it is, yeah. Uh, when it comes to certain things, I won't do it. Um, I'll have, you know, North Shore Off-Road do it or Adams. Um, some other guys do it. Uh, but other stuff, yeah, I got no problem doing it. What has this uh, adventurous lifestyle that you live um, taught you about yourself? You know, one of the biggest things I've always worked on um, throughout different careers I've had um, was, you know, getting rid of that shyness. Um, I went to a private school and we had a class of 18. I was too shy to get up in front of a class of 18. Throughout my years, like through high school, I started modeling and acting, um, still that shyness. Um, when I got to the point that I was actually opened my own um, agency, um, I got to the point that I had to deal with people. Um, I ended up traveling all around um, Canada, the US and the world scouting events i got asked you know will you do seminars i'm like yeah no and i finally got to the point that i'm like you know i've got to face my fears and that's one of the biggest things that this has taught me is to face my fears um i would get up in front of thousands of people and do a seminar i would not have done that before doing youtube um like I remember having the camera turned on for auditions and stuff like that and TV and movies and stuff like that. And I would get so embarrassed that, you know, there's millions of people out there watching you. But now for me, it's just like, you know what? Yeah, you got a lot of people watching you, but they're here to see what you're doing. They're here to support you. They're here to some people to put you down, whatever. Um, but they're still there. Even if they're watching you, putting you down, they're still supporting you. They just don't realize it. Um, and I think some of that was the stuff that you learn in the very beginning is the, the negativity that's out there, but how to embrace it. And I've talked to a lot of other channels because they get the same thing. And I'm like, you know, don't worry if you get that thumbs down. A thumb is a thumb. It doesn't matter if it's up or down. They still interacted with you. They've still watched in order to like it or not like it. Who cares? Accept it. And, you know, I talked to one, one lady. She, she was having a hard time with the way people were treating her and stuff like that. And I said, you know, don't let it get you down. You're letting them get the better of you. You be the better person. Just be you. Don't try to be somebody else. And I think that's the most important thing when you're on this journey is to be yourself. Don't be somebody else because that person's already taken. Um, be true to yourself. I found it it's, it's harder to lie about something than it is to tell the truth. Because now you got to remember each of those lies. It's like, oh, shit, I just messed up. Um, okay, now you got to start backpedaling, right? Just tell the truth. It's way easier. And... We had we were up in um, Squamish, and we ended up getting stuck up there. And I was so frustrated. I'm sitting there swearing away. I stuck my son behind. My son's nine. I stuck him behind the wheel so that you know I could push and he could drive. And 
when he stepped on the gas pedal to see the look of on his face, I'm going, this is not going to work. But I was getting so frustrated. I'm sitting there swearing and I'm, I'm coming to the editing part. I'm going, okay, I got to cut all this up. I'm going, no, why? I've got to keep it real. Why take that out of it? Because that was part of this journey. I'm not the type of person that will swear a lot anyway. I used to, but I've tried to not to, but it was in that moment that I felt that, you know what, that needs to be part of the story. And I thought, you know, I think that works perfectly with it. I'm leaving it. So it's being true to yourself. I think that's one of the biggest things that you can do, whether it's YouTube, whether it's in life, whether whatever it is, is just to be true to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Authenticity is so important. And yeah, talking on YouTube, of course, it's uh, authenticity just comes right through through the camera. Um, and it's what people want. It's why pe it's why it's called YouTube. It's supposed to be you on there, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I can definitely understand that. Um, you've mentioned a, a couple times uh, a few different people that have sort of helped you through this experience. You mentioned Chrome uh, specifically about van life and, and this this lady about YouTube. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit about maybe the 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 van life uh, community or the adventure community. How has how has that impacted you and your experience uh, meeting some of these people? And have you met some people on the road that have impacted you in any way? I've met a lot of people on the road, um, and the I mean. Having that support and being able to, you know, talk to Chrome and get advice from him has been very helpful. Um, and there's things that I've learned from him that I've applied. You know, I don't, I don't watch his channel because we live in the same area. Because, I mean, you can tell, Van City. Van City is short for Vancouver. And I don't want to be influenced by something he's filming um, or where he, he's been and how I film something or how I do something. So, like, I'll see pictures. People send me messages. I've been told, you know what, well, Chrome does it this way. I said, that's nice. That's the way Chrome does things. I do things this way. We are two different people. Yes, we are friends, but we're two different people. Accept it. Um, and it makes me kind of chuckle, right? But, you know, I've... I've learned things from him on doing stuff like that and not really giving people the satisfaction of getting under your skin. You know, you're going to have haters no matter what. That's life. It doesn't matter if you're in a job. It doesn't matter if you you're gonna have a hobby. Whatever it is, you're going to have haters. It doesn't matter. So... Accept it. Who cares? That's life. And I think that makes you a better person. So um, I, I give him full credit for that. And you know what? I found that we go back to, I can't remember if it was 94, 97. And I, I still remember... You know, his DJ life. I remember his lowered vehicles. I remember pushing his car over a speed bump that was too low because he had lowered his car so low. Um, but we also grew apart because he was that party animal. 
he was that womanizer. He was, uh, he had a lot of habits and Cromo admit to that too. And he, that's not the kind of person I wanted to associate myself with at that time. Since that, I mean, you know what? He's done a ton of growing up. Um, he's kicked a lot of those bad habits. And you know what? I admire him for that. I really do. And you know what? There's some part of me that thinks, you know, do I regret kind of pulling back on that friendship? Yes. But also no, because I don't think I was strong enough to be able to handle that. I had other friends that, you know, I'm not a drinker because I was always a designated driver. I'll go out with friends and we go to the Roxy in Vancouver and the waitresses would come up and say, you know, Daryl, do you want another straw? It wasn't, do you want another drink? Because that drink would last me all night. Um, so I think in some ways that helped me, but at this point now, it's, it's totally different because we've grown up. I mean, throughout the years, I would run into him, whether it was at the dollar store or on the highway. I remember we pulled over on the side of the highway one time. We're sitting there chatting. Um, all these different places we keep running into each other because we always kind of live near each other. No matter where it was, we always kind of lived near each other. It was kind of funny. Um. But having people that are more extroverted in my life has actually helped me become more extroverted, um, at least on screen. When it comes to in person, I tend to be a bit more of that shy person until I get to know you. I'm the person that, you know, I'll go to a club or I'll go to whatever it might be, and I'll sit and people watch and figure people out. Um, that's who I am. So I'm curious. Um, I'm going to a meetup in uh, June in Oregon. And I'm kind of curious at how I, at that point, will be at socializing with people. So I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm really curious to see how that all comes together. I'm curious, what are some of your beliefs that uh, help bring you up while you, when you're feeling low? I grew up in a religious um, home and went to a Christian school, um, went to church. And when I graduated, um, I ended up going to film school. And um, I took film, I took sound, I took animation. And then I took a business course. Um, I ended up like getting really into back into the club scene. Actually, that's when I started getting into the club scene. Um, I started getting into um, a lot more the creative artistic side. So I've always been that person that's been creative. Um, how I met Chrome was designing his logo. Um, so since I was young, I've always done murals, design stuff, and I still do, but more for just close people now. Um, I have that business still, but I don't really advertise it. Um, I just did a logo for um, a handicap 
um, group of kids out here. Uh, just because, you know, it's something I felt that good about doing. And I've done, you know, other Van Life logos. Um, I've done Van Vita. I've done uh, Nomadic. No, Mellow, Mellow Nomadic. Um, and a few others I've done. But for me, it's more about using those skills for my construction company, for Van City Adventure, those kind of things. So I've got those skills. I don't have to, you know, have somebody else do it. I do it. And it, I enjoy it. And I think as I went through life, you know, through the, the modeling, through the construction, through all that stuff, I've always held those core values. Um, and then when my son was born, I felt still that there was something missing. So I ended up going back to church with him. And I, I found that I found that piece that was missing. And I've enjoyed it. I mean, now that we've hit a pandemic, things are a little bit different. But I enjoyed that going back, um, you know, meeting new people, some old people, um, and just having a different community as well. Um, would I call myself the best Christian? No, I'm not perfect um, by far. But I found that it actually just kind of filled some of those gaps that I felt that was missing. Yeah, yeah. So what's next for you, Daryl? I've been working with Doghouse Tents, um, and I've got them, it looks like I've got them picked up by a supplier. I've been working with Adrenaline Bumpers. Um, they've supplied my back bumper. I'm designing a front bumper with them right now. Um, I've figured out which winch I want, what lights are going in. Um, I've got the lights coming in so I can make sure, you know, they're going to work. Uh, but before I do any of that for the front bumper, I want to just beef up the suspension. Um, so I'll probably end up beefing that up, probably changing my coilovers, changing my springs, um, because the truck is older. It Over time, they kind of wear out. And by changing the springs, I can add leaves to it, but the problem is that just makes it harder. So when I'm off-roading, I'm going to feel those bumps a lot more. So I didn't feel that, you know, spending 700 bucks to add a couple leafs was going to be beneficial when my ride would lift my butt up, but the ride's going to be a lot harder. So I thought, you know, after a bunch of research that it's better just to change the leafs out, um, change out my, my springs in the front, put, throw a couple airbags in there to soften that ride a little. If I need to give myself a lift, I can. Um, and see how that ride is at that point. Then I feel more comfortable about adding that front bumper and adding that weight. I mean, the back bumper is probably what, 150 pounds plus the tents is probably another three, 300. So that's a lot of weight that's getting added to the back. So I do see the, I do feel it and I see it. Like I can see the sag in the back. I can feel it when I'm driving. Um, and it's driving me nuts. So that's the next thing that's coming is getting the suspension fixed and then probably um, the front bumper 
and then probably the pull-out drawers in the back. Do you have any adventures planned as well? You know, I don't really plan out the adventures. It's just kind of wherever we end up. Um, I do know that we are going to be going up to um, probably about the middle of BC this summer. Um, And we'll probably go probably the east part of BC as well. Um, And then maybe over to the island. Um, but that's probably the only thing that really got planned. Um, the rest of it's just whatever happens, happens. So Caden likes to go out on weekends and we just drive till we find something. Nice. Nice. And where can people follow you? We've got, um, on YouTube, we're Van City Adventure. Um, Instagram is Van City Adventure. Um, those are our two main platforms. I mean, we have Facebook and all those other ones, but. TikTok, I have fun on. <laughs> I tend to be a little goofy on there. Great. Well, thanks so much, Daryl, for talking to me today and being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening to this podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. And also check out all the links for the different sponsorships that we have and that we've talked about in this podcast. This podcast is released every single Thursday, so subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on your favorite audio podcast platform, and we'll see you at the next episode.